Welcome to TravelCalumet.com's podcast about interesting things to see and do and interesting people to meet in Calumet County, Wisconsin. My name is Rick Sens and I'm the Economic Development and Tourism Specialist here in Calumet County, Wisconsin. My guest today on the program is Sean Becker. Sean is the General Manager of the Aarons Nordic Center. So Sean, what brought you to the Aarons Nordic Center? I've been uh, cross-country skiing since I was, you know, I think probably five or six. My parents put me on cross-country skis and and, um, I really really enjoyed it. I, I liked it better than ball sports and, and you know, I at one point didn't make the uh, the basketball team in high school and thought, well, I'm going to go full on into this cross-country ski stuff and, and really got competitive in it. Um, you know, I built a, a snowmaking operation um, with, uh, with a great volunteer group at um, Latin Peak down in the southern kettles of, uh, of Wisconsin. And um, that uh, was about a 12-year volunteer operation that we did there. And uh, when my son was born, um, it kind of had to be full-time, you know, going to, going to dad mode, I guess as they call it, and, um, and kind of lost, uh, lost touch with, uh, with snowmaking and backed off the skiing a little bit as well. Um, yeah, it's some severe, um, significant uh, health issues with my son. So um, spent a lot of time working on that. And uh, as he gained responsibility and was able to handle uh, himself over the last 10 years, um, this opportunity came up, and, and a good friend of mine um, that I taught to ski, um, Doug Bodock, decided um, to tell me about this opportunity. And he kind of said, "This job's got your name written all over it. It's cross-country skiing, and it's uh, snowmaking, and you've got the backgrounds and those things. You should really give this a shot." So um, all those kind of stars aligned, and, and I was able to use my background in multiple areas um, to kind of come together in one, uh, job that, um, that really fits me well. So it took me 50 years to get to that point, <laughs> but, um, that's, that's kind of how I ended up here. So what do you like about the area? I mean, obviously then you're new to Brilliant and, and the Calumet County. What, what are the things you like about being in Calumet County? I grew up in a small town. Yeah. I think when I grew up, there was probably, no, bigger than this, but eight, 9,000 people. Um, I like the hometown feel. I like the um, everybody knows everybody. The businesses, you know, share um, values. Um, the, you know, the um, people that live here share the same values. The businesses share the same values. Um, I really like that about this, you know, the small town. Granted, it's 3,500 people. It's a pretty small town, and I think I maybe know 10 people here so far <laughs> in a year. Um, but uh, I really like that that part of it, and I really like what the concept of of um, stimulating the the community here and, and kind of creating a destination to bring people here to see what Brilliant's all about. So you can maybe walk through our uh, for our listeners, maybe just provide a description of what the Aaron's Nordic Center really is, Sean. So the Aaron's Nordic Center has uh, been developed as a uh, cross country and biathlon venue. Um, it's a training, national training center for, um, for U.S. biathlon. Um, and so we have five kilometers of man-made snow on a cross-country ski trail. Uh, so we've got, we're solving the problem of climate change and, and not having guaranteed snow. We have guaranteed snow. Um, and, and then we have, um, you know, the biathlon range for athletes to train uh, that are already biathletes or skiers that are aspiring to be uh, biathletes can come here and use a world-class 
uh, biathlon range, same that's on the Olympic venues or the World, World Cup venues uh, over in Europe. Uh, we have that same level of equipment here. Uh, and then we also have uh, a three-kilometer roller ski loop. So we have a saying that goes, skiers are made in the summer. You don't just put your skis on in December and say, I'm going to be a marathon skier or I'm going to be a, you know, a racer. Um, you know, you have to train during the summer. So um, a lot of that is doing ski-specific workouts, which we're able to do with roller skis on this roller loop. So not only are those athletes able to come here and roller ski, uh, train, and also do races, uh, but we're also able to do the biathlon races as well because that uh, asphalt goes right through our biathlon range. So you have um, athletes, I'm assuming, from all over the country that are coming here to participate in uh, practicing and events. I know there's been a couple of events already, uh, last winter especially. Um, what kind of reaction are you getting from those athletes that are, have actually come and used the facility? When I, and I'll take this from everywhere from local skiers all the way through um, um, international skiers that have been here. Um, I keep hearing when I get to ski with them, I get to hear them say, wow, <laughs> this is, this is amazing. This, we don't see this a lot, you know, and, and the, the national caliber athletes that, that get to, um, compete and train in Europe get to see this sort of thing every day when they're over there training. And, um, they say that this really feels at times like, a, like a European venue. I did have one of the events that we did, you alluded to those. We had a junior national qualifier last year and one of the, um, technical delegates that they call them, um, and they're the guys that make sure that the race course has all the, hits all the points that they need, uh, make sure that the grooming is correct, make sure that the, um, technique zones are in the right spots and the stadium looks proper for the races and then also if there's issues they're the ones that kind of jury that sort of thing and, and this guy um, Bob Aldrich had been uh, he's done World Cup technical delegate he's been technical delegate for Olympics and uh, he got on his skis one morning and came back over to me and he said Sean I've been at Holman Colon I've been at um, you know, uh, other World Cup venues and, and Olympics, and, and I couldn't tell the difference today when I got off my skis. And he was very excited about that, and that made me very excited too because we had worked really hard in, in a very short period of time to make that race happen. So it meant that our not only is the layout of the venue very high quality, but the quality of the snow and the grooming that we um, take into account definitely um, was on par with what they needed to have and, and it's kind of like I tell tell my guys that I'm teaching how to groom here that um, you when you're done at the end of the night you want to lock the gate take a picture and go home and not let anybody ski on it, it needs to be picture perfect and, and we were able to achieve that goal this year which was great I'm going to just describe for listeners that maybe haven't had a chance to, to be here yet or uh, maybe live outside the area and aren't going to be able to get here anytime soon when you first drive into the facility it's about a 150-yard drive once you get into the main part of the facility up a big hill. Um, that you arrive at this beautiful, big, old ski lodge-looking building, which isn't old. It's new, but it looks like it's been here for 50 years, 100 years. Um, and then you go off to the right a little bit, and there's another big parking lot, and over there is the, is the Aaron's Nordic Center as well. Can you maybe describe for the listeners a little bit of what that large building people see when they first come in the facility is and what it's there for? Absolutely. That's um, the building you're speaking of. It's called Rum Lake Farms. Um, it's been built as an event venue, so weddings, corporate events. 
Um, it has a, has a full kitchen in it. Um, we have a chef there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so they will do weddings uh, in there up to, I think, 250, 300 people. Um, and so that venue is a very large, great hall upstairs. And then downstairs, there's some smaller rooms. So they can do events anywhere from 10 or 15 people all the way up to 300 in that venue. And it's beautiful because it has a big deck that overlooks Round Lake on one side. And then the front of the building um, uh, overlooks the Nordic Center. So you really have very beautiful, picturesque views everywhere if you come to have an event in that venue. And then during the winter, we uh, there's not a lot of weddings that happen during the winter or corporate events that happen during the winter. So during the winter, we turn that over into kind of a Opry's Key Lodge feel and um, have elevated level of concessions and food and drink and a Bloody Mary bar and things like that so that when on larger events when people are coming in and skiing um, they can head in there afterwards and sit in the fireplace and warm their feet up and drink some coffee, hot cocoa, Bloody Marys and have have whatever food we have to offer on those days. So as an athlete, general manager of the facility now, you have this facility, how does that work into the overall planning that you do as you go forward for the, for the Nordic Center? It's uh, I, it's it's very I could say it's comforting knowing that we have a hospitality group that in a turnkey situation like the last uh, junior national qualifier we did eleven days hey guys we're gonna have two hundred fifty people here potentially for this. Uh, what can we do? And they just activate and take care of the uh, of what we need in that respect. So it's great having people that know how to put on an event. Um, and we have the means to be able to do it, and the quality is second to none, which works hand-in-hand hand with what we have going on here at the Nordic Center. So uh, we fall under hospitality as well, so we all work really well as a team to get these things off the ground, and, and when we know that when they're done, they're going to be put on world-class for sure. So you've had the opportunity now to be here, like I said, uh, it's been about a year that you've been on Cuba, about eight, nine months? It's it's actually been uh, a year and uh, six, about a year and a half. Wow, a year and a half. Yes. Time does fly, yes. doesn't it? Yes, it uh, okay. Um, in that time now, the, the, the event venue is, is, I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, there's obviously been some asphalting that's happened in the, this, this past summer. Um, you know, the word, the word is now compared to was when it first when I first saw it about a year ago. It's, it was beautiful then, it's even more beautiful today. Um, so can you maybe describe to listeners, you, you've touched on the athletes and their reaction to it, but what is the reaction to folks that say, hey, you know, I think I want to go walk the trails, that just kind of just show up, or come up to the Aaron's Nordic Center um, for, to the Bloody Mary Bar, maybe just kind of walk through that experience a little bit for our listeners. Yeah, the community engagement is a very big part of, you know, what, what, um, what Aaron's, yeah, you know, is uh, trying to trying to do here as well, and, and again, creating a destination. But we also have these people that are here in, in the community that we like to make it accessible to them too. Um, so uh, when they they can come and enjoy, uh, like you said, Bloody Marys, and, and those those times that we have that um, happening, you know, post race. Um, or during uh, during an event that we have, and it's just another amenity to the area that they can definitely come and enjoy. But as far as if they want to come walk the trails or go for a run, um, we're definitely we we open to that as well. Um, we have three days a week now that we're going to be uh, just allowing free walking and running on the trails. So 
Uh, we don't want it to be a deterrent. Um, and uh, we have a few days a week that our trailhead building proper is open. And so during those times, people can come in. Um, you know, we have a waiver process because we're private here that, you know, you have to sign and, and, and do all that. And then we hand off an RFID tag for you. You go out through the gate, and then you can run on the, on the trails here um, or walk if you want to do that too. And it just um, it helps people experience um, the venue that they may feel otherwise, well, I don't roller ski and I don't ski. Mm, I'm not going to go out there and do that sort of thing. And on, um, yeah, on the horizon, we have um, some uh, mountain biking that we're looking at putting in, uh, which can bring a whole... Uh, there's some crossover between skiers and mountain bikers, okay. um, but it also brings a new group of people over here that may not necessarily have ever cross-country skied before. Same thing with some walkers and runners. They may not have ever thought about it, but if it's in their face when they're in here, they might think, yeah, maybe I want to come back this week, this winter, and I want to try out some cross-country skiing and maybe get a lesson and bring my kids out and see if we make a family event out of it. We really find that, you know, Nordic skiing is a lifetime sport, and um, that's something that like essentially, you know, my parents showed me how to do it. Well, they don't do it anymore, but I do, and my 10-year-old does. And, you know, we need to keep um, keep having that, you know, transcend through families so that we can keep the sport alive. Um, and the same thing with biathlon. You know, when you look at a cross-country ski race that you have, um, we might have 125 people show up for a cross-country ski race, but a really big biathlon race might be 50 or 75 people. So the more people that we can get in and engaged in the community to potentially see what that is, um, and understand it um, is going to help. That's, is going to help out. Um, you know, our, our base grow here, and that turns into better volunteer base for us. More people we can ask to help out on events, um, and then we run these triad programs like every Wednesday night out here, and we open up the range, and you can come out and you can try shooting a biathlon rifle to understand what it's about. And some people that are skiers decide they want to move into being a biathlete, and some people just want to try shooting and understand what it's about because. What do you got a got a rifle range out here? What what's this going to sound like? And it's like pennies in a tin can because it's it's uh, not the size of rifles you would normally like hunting rifles and stuff. So um, that part of it is another good thing that by engaging people and having them come here, they can see what this is all about, and, and maybe it'll spark more interest and and, um, and bring their families out here. Uh, earlier this summer, we did a, an event out here uh, working with the hospitality folks at Aaron's. Um, called Discover Calumet County, um, and it was very unique in that we had vendors and, and people representing the, the entire county here at the facility, and we had the beautiful facility that you mentioned earlier, the, the, the lodge portion of the, of the facility. We had that filled, and we also had folks out on the trail system presenting and, and, and having displays and things. Is that something that you as a general manager are just excited to have, let's open up these to tables and chairs and things out on this, or does that make you nervous as far as the trying to make, maintain a level of, of uh, you know, uh, quality for the, the, the athletes that are training here? Is there, a, is there a struggle there at all, or is it, does it work out just fine? Um, there's, there are some struggles with it because, uh, you know, uh, at first blush, people look at it and say, oh, we can throw something out there. We can do that. And, and we do have to keep the quality and the level of what we have up. We do also, you know, on, uh, it's kind of mixed use at those situations. And we do still have athletes that are like, well, my training time is today and now we're closed for that sort of thing. So we just find ways to be able to make it coexist together as best we can without creating any damage or inhibiting anybody from being able to do what it is that they're here to do. Um, you know, we, um, 
we tell the fact that this is a world-class training center. And uh, so they want to be able to show up and ski when they want to show up and ski when they pay a membership fee to do that sort of thing. Um, but we do still want to engage the community. But we do have plenty of other areas here that we can do that. That, that specific event, I mean, I was running the range that day um, with our um, uh, infrared rifles, and it was nonstop. I actually lost my voice at the end of the day because I was explaining it so many times. And it was really cool to see the little kids that got the enjoyment out of mm-hmm. it. And, and, you know, the adults come in and they think... Oh, I shoot, I'm going to be great. And, and it's the seven, eight, nine, ten year olds that have never shot a rifle before that are shooting clean right away. And the parents are like, oh, geez, I, I know what I'm doing here. Why am I not doing better? You know, so um, it's the not having any expectations, uh, I think, is, is the key to that. But yes, we, uh, we enjoy trying to do, um, trying to accommodate a lot of different um, types of events out here that, that we can expose more people to, uh, to what we have. So it's 2023, yeah, it's, it's September, and uh, what's on the horizon for the uh, Nordic Center? Well, I'm already smelling snow at this point, um, and okay. I'm, I'm hoping that we do a little better this year as far as temperatures uh, and humidities go. Uh, last year, Mother Nature threw us quite a few curveballs. Uh, we rebuilt about four times um, throughout the course of the year, uh, but having guaranteed snow guarantees us customers. So I don't mind if we don't have a ton of natural snow. I mean, it's nice to have a white Christmas and snow everywhere so I don't have to drag a snow gun home and blow it in the front yard so that my son can have a white Christmas. <laughs> but um, we can, uh, you know, we're, we're, we'll ramp up in November. So we're, uh, we're poised and ready with all of our equipment. Uh, everything's up and functional and ready to go. And the, and the beauty of our snow making system is we can turn it on and be making snow in 15 minutes. Um, so we'll be ready to start making snow in, in, uh, in November. Uh, currently, we're doing some trail work, some maintenance to be able to make sure that we don't have any um, major deficits anywhere in the trail. So when we do start making snow, um, that we've got some issues that we have to deal with. Um, be nice if it froze pretty hard a couple nights before we get going on that. Uh, so we'll be watching the weather and everything very, very intently. Um, we kind of you kind of become a, a weatherman uh, mm-hmm. right as soon as winter hits, um, and then the rest of the year you just don't really care about it all that much. Um, so those that's uh, that's on the horizon for us right now. Um, once we get our snow down, uh, we start out on the north end of our trails so that our rollers loop can stay open. Um, as we get closer to that time when snow is uh, supposed to start or we can get our man-made snow down, um, the intensity of the number of people that come out to ski grows. And um, so we like to let those people roller ski as long as possible. And then as we build our snow road back over to our main trailhead here, um, people can make that transition from roller skiing to snow. So I can't wait to take the picture this year of my foot with the ski on the snow and one foot on a roller ski on the asphalt and show that we can transition when we're ready, uh, you know, for the most part. So, um, and then once we... Once we get uh, get up and running, and, and uh, the teams are always chomping at the bit to get on snow as soon as possible. So we've got Ashwaubenon and Bay Nordic and Nordic Storm from down in um, uh, Greenbush area. Um, UW Green Bay, who's a great partner of ours here, their uh, Nordic team has grown considerably um, over the last few years. And, and uh, we would hope that in, we're part of that growth uh, now that they've got some guaranteed snow in an area, area to train on uh, year-round. Um, we're going to be holding a collegiate race with them in uh, in January. Uh, we'll be holding the um, Wisconsin High School uh, State Sprint Championships here uh, the weekend of February 3rd. And 
Then the weekend, um, I believe, actually, sorry, the weekend prior to the uh, UW Green Bay race, we're hoping to hold a fat bike race here on, on the snow with the Snow Crown Series. Um, and uh, hopefully those things will all line up and we'll have a winter festival happening that same weekend as well so it'll be pretty busy around here um, and then uh, we'll have some biathlon races that happen peppered throughout the season uh, basically every uh, not every Sunday but a couple Sundays a month and then um, we'll have hopefully we have a look to hopefully have the regional race here this year again which we did last year um, and goal setting, we're really hoping that potentially in 2025 we could uh, we could have uh, U.S. biathlon nationals here. Uh, I'm assuming that, like the Packer draft, that's going to involve a lot of people in the community, not just you know those that are connected to the Nordic Center. You're going to need people from the entire area to be involved in that process? That's correct. We, we can reach into the biathlon community, which is very small and very tight-knit, but all those athletes that we reach into that community with, they all want to race. Mm -hmm. And their parents are also biathletes, and they want to race. So we, we are going to have to build our volunteer base here. Uh, as I mentioned before, a lot of parents um, from local clubs um, and maybe even some that don't have any interest in it at all um, come out and understand what, a biath what go all goes into a biathlon race. And it's a couple days of out in the cold and mm -hmm. directing people where to go or making sure the racers are in the right place when, they, when they're supposed to be and, and timing the races. And it's, it's a large undertaking, uh, but our first year we decided we weren't going to do any events because we didn't have a base to work with. Um, and people just came out of the woodwork to help us out with, uh, with the race that we had, had to do because the other place had no snow. Um, so as we you know, continue and get more people here um, understanding what we're about, hopefully we can tap those people with the, with the all call for volunteers and um, get a lot of them up to speed on what we do here uh, and, and in the processes with uh, biathlon, and, um, which, is, which is really a, a hard, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of columns in the spreadsheet for, for biathlon and, and knowing and understanding all that takes, takes a lot of ex exposure to it. So uh, hopefully we can get some people involved in that and understand what we need so when we're ready to go, we've got the group uh, available to do it, and then we can be confident on what we're doing. Hey, Dad, one last question for you, yeah. then, Sean. Um, if I'm stumbling across a, a visitor's guide about Calumet County or I see some sort of flyer that talks about this Aaron's Nordic Center, and I go, hey, I want to go check this out, what would you tell a first-time visitor that might want to go out and walk a trail or something? What would you encourage them to think about before they do that so they, when they get here they have what they need to do and enjoy the facility? Um, I would say prepare to be impressed. Um, that's what we try to relay to everybody here from their customer experience with our staff to the way that the trails are laid out and to the way that the venue looks. Um, we try to make sure that that's an elevated experience for people every day. So whether you're coming to walk, run, roller ski, ski during the winter, um, you can feel welcome. You know, everybody's a guest here. And uh, we hope that when they're done, they share in that same feeling, that, that they're impressed with what they have, and they can go back and say, I want to come back, I want to bring somebody else, I want to bring my family. All right. Well, thank you very much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule, Sean. And uh, I'm glad I caught you before snowmaking really got full going here. So, um, and just a reminder to listeners that it's the Aaron's Nordic Center. It's in Brown. It's in Brilliant, um, and it's I believe the address is 1111 Round Lake Road. 
um, and it's quite the experience. Um, you can only give it so much justice trying to describe it. You need to see it in person uh, and just be able to take in the sweeping panoramic view of the, whole, the entire facility. So thanks again, Sean. Appreciate it. Much success as you go forward. And uh, thank you listeners for listening in, and we'll catch you next time.